Hello and welcome to Finding Cash in Your Business, Episode 5. Welcome to Finding Cash in Your Business, the podcast that shows how to succeed in business and live in a threat-free financial environment, where you'll discover how to think like a successful consultant and unearth cash buried in businesses as we take you through the entire step-by-step process of finding additional cash in existing businesses. Visit us online at craigscopy.com. Hello and welcome to Finding Cash in Your Business, Episode 5. On this episode, we answer the question, what is a business plan? The feature segment, measuring your company's health, and we're going to provide the 10 vital signs to look out for. A regular cash in quick tip, and we're going to explain why you should be interested in market perception, accounting regularities, and we're going to provide a memory-boosting cash acronym. I'm Craig. And I'm Chris. So, Chris, what's new this week? Well, this week, the World Bank abandoned all attempts to sugarcoat the global financial crisis. And in a shocking report... The global institution warned that the world economy will shrink for the first time since World War II, and industry production will also plunge a staggering 15%, creating a global depression reminiscent of the 1930s. Chris, so all things considered, you've had a good week. As always, a summary of the show is available on our website, craigscopy.com, where we invite you to post your questions and comments. As a reward, the best question or comment made will be given the opportunity to participate as a guest on the podcast. Thanks for your comments. As always, we really appreciate your input. Okay, so it's time to reveal what a business plan is all about. Well, it's a statement of the business's goals, the reason why they are achievable, and the plan to reach those goals. It's like a buried treasure map. It may just be a rough sketch, but it is considered to be of great value because it reveals the perilous route to the money. In much the same way, the business plan explains how your business model works and articulates the stages required to generate a profitable return on investment. Many people see it as a necessary evil to get investors to provide the funding required to kickstart a business. However, use wisely. It provides a feedback loop control mechanism. So what is that? A feedback loop control mechanism is a check against the original objective to make sure you're going in the right direction. And if not, initiating the corrective action required. It's like having a compass on our hunt for the treasure. Hmm. Okay, so here's a control question. How is your business plan performing against its original objectives? And hopefully you'll have read it. You have read the original business plan, right? So the next question is, how often do you compare it against performance and realign the objectives. My personal favorite response to this question is, this company intends to be cash flow positive next year. Why not just say, next year I will rule the world? However unlikely or ridiculous each statement is, it cannot be disproved. That's it. But if I told you that I was Genghis Khan and you had watched the progress of my armies across Asia, you would start packing. So the key here is to look at your company's progress because that allows you to get an indicative view of the future outcomes. Now here's the featured segment, measuring your company's health by taking a look at the business's 10 vital signs, which are profitability, return on capital employed, return on shareholders' funds, asset turnover, current ratio, quick ratio, gearing, interest cover, earnings per share, and the price-earnings ratio. 
If your company is not listed on the stock market, a few of the vital signs may not be relevant. So we have kept an explanation short. There's a story of a man who woke up one morning and he told his family that he thought he was dead. He went to work and he told everyone at work he was dead. The rumour started spreading around work that he was dead. Well, you can't have dead people at work. Apparently it's against health and safety. So his employer sent him to a hospital where he met with a very clever doctor. The doctor took his vital signs and explained that in medical terms he was living. Still not convinced, the man said, but I still feel dead. After some time, the doctor managed to convince the man that only living people bleed. The man said weakly, all right, I guess only living people bleed. As soon as he'd said that, the doctor thrust a pin into the man's arm. As the blood spurted out, great Scott, said the man, I guess dead people bleed too. First thing we need to convince ourselves that our company is alive, or in accounting terms, that it's a going concern, and that it's where these signs of life come in. Let's use the 10 vital signs to reveal just how the company is performing against its long-term objectives. As usual, rather than just explain the methods used to analyse the vital signs within a company, we're going to take a case study approach, using KCOM company as a real-world example that you can use as a template, which you can download from crazecopy.com at the summary page of this episode. The KCOM trends have been graphed using the annual reports over a five-year period, encompassing 19, from 1997 to 2002. The trends are then graphed to visually convey both the effectiveness and efficiency of the management of your business financial resources. This study will highlight areas for improvement and give focus to the areas within the business that require the greatest attention to the working capital cycle and hence provide the greatest positive impact on the business overall. A comparison is then made against the KCOM group and the sector average using ratio analysis. Ratio analysis is a method of identifying the financial strengths and weaknesses of a company by establishing relationships between the items in the P&L, profit and loss statement, and the balance sheet. A thorough analysis will give a greater understanding of the financial health and future earnings potential of your business. The industry benchmarks were obtained from the financial results section of http colon forward slash forward slash moneycentral.msn.com and are only correct for a snapshot moment in time. The first area to look at is profitability. KCOM's profitability peaked in 1999 prior to the IPO. That stands for Independent Public Offering. And now both net and gross profit margins have converged. KCOM's cost of sale has passed the turnover generated and remedial action is required. The industrial benchmarks give a positive spin on bad news, suggesting that the industry is making a greater loss than KCOM. Number two, return on capital employed. This ratio shows as a percentage the profit produced by the invested capital. It is calculated by dividing the earnings before interest and tax, that's EBIT, by what is left of the asset base once the current liabilities have been paid. It shows a serious decline in fortunes, highlighting potential weakness in the finance function. The decline in profitability could be the result of poor budgetary control, an inadequate costing systems, or an inability to monitor and control cash. However, compared to the industry, KCOM looks good. This analysis highlights that the greatest area for improvement is the control of cash, and the only area of the business where cash flows are not pinned down, is within the B2B division. Number three, return on shareholders' funds, ROSF, is a gauge of the amount of profit available to shareholders. A high ROSF 
indicates that a company is profitable and could provide a good dividend. The graph shows that the ROSF is weak. The ability to raise additional capital through public offering will remain elusive for the foreseeable future. Although compared to the industry's average, KCOM looks good. Number four, asset turnover. This ratio is used to gauge how effectively the assets of the business are being employed. The higher the ratio, the better the use of company assets to generate sales. It is calculated by dividing the sales revenue by the total asset base. Companies with low profit margins tend to have the highest asset turnover, and those with the high profit margins, low asset turnover. Within communications companies, there is a new priority, sweat the assets. However, recovering profitability through this means can only be measured in the long term. Number five, current ratio. The investor's ideal value is two or above. KCOM is just able to pay its way in the near future. If its stock was sold and all debtors realised, it is calculated by dividing the current assets by the current liabilities. Company liquidations are clearly linked to the state of the economic cycle, and the assumption that all debtors will pay is a matter of extended faith. In an economic downturn, it is vital to keep a short rein on debtors. Number six, the quick ratio. The quick ratio is a more stringent test of liquidity than the current ratio, focusing on cash and near cash. It is defined as the current assets minus stocks divided by current liabilities. Since Kingston does not hold stock, the findings mirror those of the current ratio. Number seven, gearing. Measuring the degree to which assets are financed by debt. The higher the borrowing, the higher the risk to the business. There will potentially be more returns to shareholders, but there will also be a greater risk regarding payments of interest and loan repayments. Soon after the 2001 accounts were filed, a short-term bank loan facility for $250 million was set up with the expectation that the money markets for equity would open up and clear the debt. As of 2008, the bank debt was running at about $200 million, placing a significant burden on the business just to cover the interest payments. Number eight, interest cover. This ratio reflects the ability of the company to cover the interest payable. The ratio for 2002 showed that KCOM has slowed down the slide south in interest cover, but is now worse than industry average. Number nine, earnings per share. This ratio shows the earnings attributable to each share are negative and shareholder value is decreasing. Lastly, number 10, the price earnings ratio. That's price divided by earnings. The PE ratio details what the market thinks about the potential for future earnings. This analysis shows the market has concerns over the growth potential of KCOM's earnings. So now we know the 10 vital signs and have developed a good understanding of the company's health. Let's now ask the question about the patient's recent history and how other people perceive them to see if that gives us any clue as to the illness and the cure. Three key issues stand out as putting the telecommunication sector in turmoil during 2001 through to 2002. The issue of 3G, third generation mobile licenses and the ridiculous heights bidding went to. This has caused execution delays in the delivery of the 3G services as mobile operators pleaded with the banks for long-term loans to create networks. For BT, this was also a major factor in the mounting £30 billion worth of debt in the year 2000 and the subsequent divestment of its mobile arm, O2. The fall from favour of the dot-com revolution and the realisation that future profit potential needs to have secure funding in place to enable cash flow in the short to medium term. Local loop unbundling, or LLU, was the deployment of high-speed services over the last mile of BT's copper network. 33 companies have dwindled to just three as many new entrants have run out of cash. 
Onto the market perception. In 2002, KCOM was a secure 100-year-old business with steady revenue growth, a flair for innovation and an ambition to become a major UK alternative communications company. Hull is the only place in the UK where you'll find cream instead of red telephone boxes. Soon after floating on the stock exchange in July 1999, the high-tech hype catapulted KCOM into the FTSE 100 with a share price at one point of over £17. As I write, the share price has hit close to 10p. In 2007, after 103 years of ownership, Hull City Council sold their remaining 30% stake in the business for £107 million. So it's important to spend time looking at your business's signs of life, finding the areas of cash control that need improvement. Okay, so here's today's top tip. Keep key stakeholders informed about the health of your company and your business plan's progress. That way, they will better understand and support your decisions and not experience any surprises. Okay, you know me. I'm just too busy with the day-to-day to keep investors informed about the health of the company. Well, then you are on course to demolish your business. There is a unique accounting spin associated with communications companies called an IRU. Yes, I said IRU, not IOU. So what is that? Indefeasible rights of use, that's IRU, is the effective long-term lease or temporary ownership of a portion of the capacity of a communications cable. Global Crossing was one of the first communication companies to warn about enhancing its financial profile through the use of IRUs. Although common practice within the industry, many investors were not aware of IRUs and the accounting practices being implemented. Here's the clever bit. Communication companies frequently bought space on one another's networks in areas not covered by their own to offer corporate customers a more complete solution. They would buy an IRU and book the price as a capital expense, which would be spread over a number of years. They would then resell that capacity and book the proceeds as revenue immediately, thereby boosting revenue and reducing its cost base. The effects of IRU sales, excess bandwidth capacity, price degradation and accounting scandals led to several pan-European alternative carriers such as KPN Quest going into bankruptcy. European carriers were forced to fold their operations and sell their assets as soon as trading ceased, whereas US companies such as WorldCom were allowed to restructure their balance sheet and return to the market. Operators returning from bankruptcy drastically reduced their prices to ensure customer loyalty and limit migration onto competitor networks. Unfortunately, this coincided with falling demand and escalated the decline in revenue growth and operating margins for all carriers. So the key message is to carry out a full review of the original business model and the marketing plan. The objective of this review would be to make sure that the strategy and tactics employed are still current. It will also enable a re-evaluation of your target market from a historic and a future perspective. The outcome of the reviews should be communicated to employees so that they are assured that the business is keeping in step with current market conditions. In our case study, the accounting policies of KCOM differ from others in the communications sector, making ratio analysis seem less of a science and more of an art. It could be that your company is judged more on its ability to utilise accounting practices than a fair representation of their relative performance compared to your industry peers. Now here's today's 
CASH acronym to help you remember how to measure your company's health. C is for compare your business plan progress against the original objectives and examine the results against the competition. A is for agree on areas for improvement, selecting key ratios from this list. Profitability, return on capital employed, return on shareholders' funds, asset turnover, quick ratio, gearing, interest cover, earnings per share, and the price earnings ratio. S is for support the business plan progress using the ratios as evidence of improvements. H is for help your investors understand why cash in your business is a safe investment by articulating a coherent message that takes them on your business plan journey, pointing out landmarks that create financial differentiation from the competition. Don't forget to go to crazecoffee.com. Look at the summary for episode 5 and download this episode's free tools. Remember, every business needs support. So keep your investors informed and they will feel like an integral part of your business. There's just time to say that in next week's podcast, we'll be taking a closer look at your company's internal accounts. Please feel free to share your issues and insights at our website, craigscopy.com. Or if you want secure assistance, please contact us directly using the website link. Until next time, we wish you every success as you hunt down the gold nuggets lost within your business. Until next time, remember, money talks. Just listen. Of all the sites on the internet, there is only one where exclusive content is waiting to be found. Visit craigscoffee.com now and sign up for the email newsletter and receive the secrets of the cash flow formula. That includes seven money-making, profit-boosting strategies at craigscoffee.com. When money talks, we listen.